Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI Media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Executive Editor Sarah Lavendusky, and today I'm joined by Maria Brady, owner of Maria K Marketing in Pittsburgh. Several years ago, Maria had a serious health diagnosis, and she's here today to discuss her journey and how she balanced self-care and self-advocacy with running her business during this challenging time. So thank you, Maria, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Sarah, and thank you for the article that you included me in for the last ASI issue. I appreciate that, and it's always good to share one's insight with others because we're all here on a journey, and if we can help each other, it's a serious added bonus. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Yes, I agree. To that end, can you tell us a bit about the recent health journey you've, you've been on and, and how that's kind of shaped your mindset moving forward? Well, Fortunately, I always had a mindset of resiliency, and I credit my parents for that because they were two very positive people, and I do realize that not everybody was blessed with that, so um, I give them a lot of credit. But um, in 2013, I was just very fatigued and you know, running a business and teenagers, and sadly, my mom had dementia at the time, but that instinct was something was wrong. And so through a lot of testing, I ended up with a rare cancer diagnosis called Waldenstrom's. It's a subset of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's a blood cancer. And so at that time, the physician was rather abrupt and said to me, well, you have about five to seven years to live and um, it's treatable, but incurable. And we'll see you next week for chemo. And I was like, whoa, that's just way, way too much to process. And so I chose to focus on the word treatable and went to get another opinion to which I was said, you need to take a wait and see approach. There aren't a lot of options for your type of cancer. So you want to wait till you progress a little bit more before we start that journey. So from 2013, to 2019 when I began treatment, I was very private about it. There were very few friends that even knew. Um, and I just felt being the face of the company, I did not want any clients to fear that I couldn't meet a deadline or I couldn't support their event. Um, my employees knew, but um, I just chose to really hold that tightly. And it's been rewarding now that you know, I've met you and I've shared my story and was asked to co-author a book um, where I just had this aha moment of it's just time to to let it go. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, it must have been very, um, it's a lot to put on somebody when you get a diagnosis like that. And it's, it's very difficult news. So... During this time, like you said, you know, for this was 2013. So you you were dealing with this, but you really kept it close to the vest. Like you weren't mm-hmm. you weren't telling a lot of people, disclosing about it, mm-hmm. right? And so you, but at the same time, you were leading your team. I mean, you have you have a business. So how did you kind of reset things so you could focus on your personal needs and still be a leader for your team? I was really fortunate that I didn't have a lot of symptoms because my health choices were very good. I eat well, every day I exercise. Um, So I didn't need that treatment until 2019. But then at that point, I have this great team who stepped up, took over some of my responsibilities. They're very 
independent thinkers. I, I'm not a micromanager. They don't need to be micromanaged. So I'm very fortunate in that respect. And from balancing that personal work, life, health situation now, um, I chose to do treatment on a Thursday. So then Friday I could work part of the day and then really rejuvenate over the weekend and get back in to the office during the week. And there were times where I was doing immunotherapy and chemotherapy that you would just be so confused, like your thought process, it's like three times you're looking at an email and that brain fog. But, you know, you just learn not, you can't multitask, like you can't drink, type and talk at the same time. That wasn't happening. Um, so it just really allowed you to, to focus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one of the things I remember very clearly from um, our conversation for that article that really stuck with me was, you know, the importance of being your own advocate. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you did go to get a second opinion um, at, after you had your, the, the initial diagnosis and it was very jarring, you made the decision to go get a second opinion. Um, and you really took control of that process. So can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of self-advocacy, whether that's in self-care, whether it's in business, like uh, what is the importance of that and how essential is that to, um, you know, progressing forward and reaching your goals? It, self-advocacy is so important and any business owner knows like you have to speak up. You can't be afraid to go for it, so to speak, whether it's in a sales environment where you're going to knock on that door and you're going to find out if somebody wants your promotional product or the idea that you're selling. But it's the same when you're knocking on the door of a physician. They're part of your team. You need to interview them. Your insurance dollars, your co-pays are going to spend well no matter where you go. But what's the most important is the outcome for you and how you feel about that. Um, bedside manner is important, but I would definitely go for the facility that is registered or an expert in your care in the type of illness that you have. And also, if you like the integrative approach, which I am not giving medical advice, I just know that it worked for me, to combine the holistic modalities with your traditional treatments and that mind-body-spirit connection, it is huge. And sadly, I did not know that was an option at my facility um, until a year after I stopped treatment and found out that it was literally down the hall. Even though I'm asking, what other foods can I be eating? What other supplements can I be taking? So really do your research and learn what is out there. There's so, so many. And I highly recommend Heal, H-E-A-L. It was a Netflix documentary and it really started my journey into opening my mind to the other possibilities that embrace Western medicine with Eastern medicine. Mm -hmm. And I, along those same lines, uh, you have been, I know for a long time, a huge proponent of cultivating a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. How did that come into play during this journey? Have you always tapped into the power of that? Um, the power of positive thinking? Is that part of your part of your philosophy even before all of this happened? Yes, it has. Um, again, just going back to, you know, how I was raised and just educating my kids and empowering them that the glass is not half full. I mean, it is always half full. It's not half empty. Um, and just trying to find that sunshine because there's something positive to be found in every situation. 
And it's the shifting of the mindset. And I believe that resiliency can be learned over time. It, your brain's a muscle. It, just like you work your, your abs or your legs to get stronger, um, work your brain, shift that mindset. And again, there's YouTube videos. I mean, on a Saturday, you know, I'm cleaning and doing laundry, like all these great um, providers of such holistic information, like Dr. Joe Dispenza, Kelly Boris, like uh, Dr. Sue Mortar, they're all out there and just start bombarding yourself with this information. And it is, it's life-changing. It truly, truly is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I love that. And, and finally, um, what are a few important lessons to sum up that you'd like to impart to our listeners, some takeaways from your experience? Um, going back to what you said for self-advocacy, have a voice. Um, you know, share your feelings. It's very important. I tend to, I could be an advocate for other people and it took me a while to be that advocate for myself and it's still a learning process. Um, know your facts about your illness, whether, you know, I, I always say it was something like, you know, if you don't make time for your health, you're going to make time for your illness. And I've seen that pop up on Facebook and a few other places. And it's really true. And when, you know, I'm in addition to promotional products, we're a brand firm. So I do consulting and I'm billable by the hour. And so when I was starting adding up, like how many hours I'm in the treatment room and how many hours you're losing of work, like it became staggering. But then you turn it and say, okay, I'm now going to dedicate that hour every day to myself, to meditate, to run, to look up a new recipe, to, you know, engage something differently to stimulate your mind. And so again, it's just that positive mindset of finding what's right for you. Um, But getting that second opinion, following your gut instinct is huge. And there's a great book called Radical Intuition. And I'm taking Kim's class to be certified intuition practitioner. Um, intuition's huge for all of us in business. I mean, you just know that gut feeling if a project's going to run right, if a person's going to be that, that good fit for you as a client, and that can apply to your own healing modality as well. Wonderful. Great. Well, thank you, Maria. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. And for more health and wellness best practices, please visit asicentral.com news. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Blessings to all. Be happy.